there literary fans and welcome to episode 28 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we're going to be reading chapter 6 of Offworlder, a book I wrote in a month. Well, if you want to contact me here at the podcast, you can head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com and I got a few links there where you can get me on Twitter or on Mastodon or via email. And while you're there, they got some links so you can go to the Amazon pages and actually buy a copy of this terrible book or its sequel. Very exciting. Wow. So we are going to have a fun episode today. We got a long chapter. Uh, we got some limited feedback so we can move along a little quicker maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Been looking forward to it all week, right? So let's hit the feedback, right? Let's see... What we got? So we only got one set of feedback this week, and it is from my lovely wife, Laura. All right. So uh, this is her chapter five feedback. Um, okay. And I asked, when eggs are available, does anyone really opt for baked goods at, like, breakfast? I mean, who's just taking muffins when you can get something that's hot? So uh, she replies, does that include a, the waffle stand? I mean, that's a hot breakfast, but also a baked good, maybe? You know what? It's a hot baked good. You get the waffle made fresh is pretty sweet. Or, oh my god, what hotel were we at? They had... It looked like uh, it was some sort of weird machine, but it would spit out pancakes. Like, freshly cooked pancakes would come out of this slot on it. As if you were at an ATM machine. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That thing was pretty cool, too. That counts as hot breakfast. The weird people are the ones taking the, you know, um, yeah, the, now I'll even give you a little leeway on a bagel. I have a problem with the people taking the croissant or the muffin. I, you know what? And toast. If you can have like eggs and shit, what are you doing? Toast? Really? On, tri on a trip or something like that? You want, I don't know. I don't know. I st I'm just, I'm, I guess I have double standards because you know what? I would take the eggs and a donut because donuts fucking rule. All right, all right. So number two, approximately 18. So if you remember, I had a real question with, she said, or he said, I think it was Henry, said there were approximately 18 people that stood up, which is insane. Who uses 18 as an approximately? So um, what does Laura say here? I think once you can't count on all 10 fingers, you have to be approximate. He should have continued counting on his toes. Okay, I don't know what you mean there. So are you saying that he should have said exactly 18 and used his toes to count? I would have said 10 to 20. That would have been... I would have said approximately 20 would have made more sense. Of course, I wrote this book and he said approximately 18. <laughs> you know what? I might have just added the approximately to boost my word count. Because <laughs> that's an extra word. Yeah! Let's see here. Um, oh, I asked if Henry's lo uh, Henry's whiskey was local, what he was drinking. Uh, so Laura says, Henry is an off-worlder DBA. He's drinking something on the cheaper side to get through the nights after a long day of administering databases. But maybe he splurged on something nicer 
for his new world. Oh, I see. DBA, database administrator. I read that as doing business as. <laughs> okay. So he's a database administrator. So he's drinking something cheap as shit when he's in the world of science. But maybe he brought like something nice with him to the world of magic. So I don't know. Is it? Uh, but maybe he's splurging something nicer for his new world. So that doesn't really answer if it's from the world of magic or not. I don't know. I think Laura might have to send in a correction. What do you guys think? Ah, if you have an opinion about this, write in. <laughs> I just need more people to write in. I'm not sure. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. I haven't looked at, like, how many downloads I get. I should really check that. And I thought about it. I should check it before this episode so I could see how many people were listening. And, well, here we are. I didn't. So we're not going to check. <laughs> I don't think it's a problem, though. I mean, who cares? I listen to this myself and laugh. Is that like a... Does that mean like I'm a megalomaniac or something? Or I get like an ego if I think my own podcast is funny? Eh, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Okay, okay. I think that's all we really had to cover. So let's start talking about Chapter 6, okay? Today we're reading Chapter 6 of Offworlder. Uh, this is, of course, the book I wrote in a month. So what page are we on? For chapter 6, wow, we are already to page 35 out of 192. We are cooking right along here. So, I don't know, all right, 35, uh, so we're probably still in week 1 of me writing this book as we read this. So you know it's going to be bad, 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 bad. Uh, so chapter 6, it's 8 pages long. I have good news uh, if you haven't canceled your subscription to this podcast yet, uh, there is only an implied staff meeting in this chapter. <laughs> I don't think we have to sit through it as readers or listeners. <laughs> wow, that is good. Um, another f wonderful thing that it features is binge drinking. So that'll be fun, right? Yes. But I think we're going to have some fun with this one. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say nothing happens. I've only skimmed it, but uh, let's be honest. Nothing's happened in this book so far. It would be a real shock if all of a sudden something happened. <laughs> it's pretty dull. At least we're not going to a meeting, though. Uh, I think you might be able to drive your car while listening to this. I think we're going to be safe this time. So, uh, I mean, I don't have too much else to talk about. we got some limited feedback this week, so... I see no reason that we don't just dive into Chapter 6. So for today's episode, I am going to be sipping on a delicious glass of Evan Williams 1783 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the Rocks. I think I've had this a couple times during this book, right? Like most of them, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I bought a new bottle of this just for this podcast this weekend. I said, I need this. I had, um, I have a couple, uh, I'm trying to think. I, so I have a couple other ones upstairs. Um, I'm trying to remember the name. My wife bought me a delicious one in North Carolina because she had to go there and it was this, um, it's age 24 months, and it does say bourbon whiskey, but it's a little bit of a... It's not straight bourbon because they broke some of the rules, so it's got, like, uh, they put birch in there to make it, like, age faster. And it's a definite, like, different taste. It tastes, like, a little bit woody. It's very good, and I'm treating it like a nice one. So I'm not drinking it 
you know, right now is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to, uh, you know, treat that a little nicer. So I think we're going to skip it for the podcast today. And I'm going to drink some cheap Evan Williams, which, don't get me wrong, is delicious. I also picked up a bottle of uh, Dewar's White Label because that was on sale in the state of Ohio. Very, very good scotch. I think if you don't want to spend a lot of money, Dewar's White Label, not so bad. Not so bad. I mean, it's like 20 bucks, right? It definitely tastes better than Johnny Walker Red, in my opinion. I think it's better than that. So if you're looking for a $20 scotch, Dewar's, not bad, not bad. But I'm not like... uh I don't buy a lot of scotch, and I don't know. I'm no expert. I'm no expert. I'll tell you what, though. Evan Williams, delicious. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get going here. <clears throat> Wednesday was the first day that week where Henry was not expected to be present for pre-breakfast testing. Instead... He dressed and headed directly to the commissary, hoping to see anyone he knew prior to a staff meeting. <laughs> Upon, don't turn it off yet. Don't turn it off. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody stay on the podcast, okay? We're not going to hear about the staff meeting, all right? <laughs> We're going to skip that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Upon arrival, he grabbed himself a bowl of oats and headed towards the outdoor tables to see if he could find a friend. Immediately, his eyes were drawn to the woman with sleek black hair, seated with, it appeared, Trevor and Pauline. No Janie, he thought to himself. A few tables away, he saw Devon and Cindy eating and laughing already. If you remember correctly, they were warrior mages. Noticing him, Cindy waved him over. After two days, he had finally earned some respect from the other warrior mages based solely on his talents. In a split-second decision, though, he waved as if Cindy had just been saying hello and walked to Margot's table. <laughs> Hi, he said as he approached Margot from behind. She turned to look up at him, mild surprise in her dark eyes, knocking Henry completely off balance mentally. Uh, where was I? Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, he paused. Could I, uh, do you mind if I join you? Please do, Pauline responded. Nervously, he placed his plate next to Margot and squeezed onto the picnic table's bench next to her. He turned towards her with a weak smile. I haven't seen you in a while, she said coolly. Yeah, I guess we haven't had meals at the same time, he said. How's training, Trevor asked. Henry, Henry realized he knew no almost nothing about the mage across from him. It's fine. Tiring, I guess, he said, shrugging. Do they give you a hard time because you're an off-worlder, Trevor asked. I hate that word, Pauline muttered. It's like mud blood. <laughs> Ooh, somebody's going to get sued. <laughs> Henry laughed loudly at Pauline to the surprise of Margot and Trevor. Right? It's got that same stigma with people. Good call, he exclaimed, pointing at Pauline. She laughed in agreement. What are you two talking about? Margot asked with a confused look. 
Harry Potter, Henry said. It's a book from our world. Off-world, if you will. Pauline explained. <laughs> Sorry, there was an unnecessary pause there. <laughs> Henry calmed down for a moment. So where are you from, he asked Pauline. Wisconsin, she said. Really? Are you a cheesehead, Henry asked. Margot and Trevor looked on in confusion. I bleed cheese, she yelled, making Henry laugh. What are you two talking about, Margot giggled. What are you two talking about? Hee Margot giggled. Cheeseheads are fans of the Packers, a football team, Henry explained. Margot stared at him, smiling in bafflement. And football? Well, it's a sport where... Well, in America, it's one sport. Other places where they say football, they mean soccer. None of those words mean anything to me, Margot interrupted, shaking her head with a serious face. Henry looked at her apologetically until she smiled. You'll need to explain it to me later. As if this triggered something, Trevor added, Tonight in Sandhill, uncapitalized. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We're all going for some drinks and merriment. Are you in? Pointing at Margot, she shrugged noncommittally. When he pointed at Henry, he responded, Yeah, all right. He pointed over Henry's shoulder. You too, he asked. Behind Henry, Janie replied, Leave me alone. I need some coffee. And a nap. Oh, she's tired. <laughs> Ooh, drinking break. Mm. So, so far in this section, these quotes. Uh, I am all over the map with, like, uh, capitalizing quotes. That's why I said tonight in Sandhill, uncapitalized. Tonight isn't capitalized. Also, other places. I don't know. I, leave me alone wasn't capitalized. But you too was capitalized. Oh my god. This is worse than bringing balance. I don't think I had any system. This is just randomness. Ugh. And I want to just point out, I proofread this twice. <laughs> Alright, one minute. One more drink, because this... Well, you know what? This next sentence is going to be a relief. Ready? Mm. Here we go. After the staff meeting... Huh? Huh? We don't have to read about it. Henry waited patiently for his, quote... Supervisor Lieutenant Jackson. He had been assigned to, quote, special reserves, because Jeff can't stop making quotes in this book, along with Cindy and Devon, neither of which he was particularly fond of. Oh, not supposed to add sentences in a preposition. <laughs> I'm not going to count that as a typo. I don't think that's a rule anybody follows anymore. Others had been assigned to regular regional patrols, meaning they would be patrolling the surrounding pasturelands, assisting in regular tasks, and acting almost like sheriffs. He, on the other hand, would remain at the temple. When the balding man emerged... Was he balding or just bald before? Eh, I'm sure it's probably not consistent. doesn't matter. <laughs> Henry approached. Lieutenant, may I have a word? He asked. He was accompanied by his subordinate, Malcolm, the man with the runner's build. Alright, I'm sorry. I'm just irritated with this. <laughs> Is that the first time we learned Malcolm's name? I think it might be. <laughs> yes, McCallum, what is it? Henry's supervisor replied. I had hoped for a patrol I had hoped for a patrol assignment, and I was wondering why I was being held in reserve. 
he said. I was hoping... Let me stop you right there, McCallum, he interrupted. Special reserves is the preferable position. You do know that, don't you? Henry indicated that he didn't. Malcolm suggested we assign you here because he seems to think you're a quite bit more capable than you're letting on. I'm not convinced, but we'll see. It was obvious to me that you were holding back during... Trials, Malcolm explained with a smile. If you show that you're more capable than some others, you'll be more likely to be selected for some dangerous tasks. Look at it this way. You're on the, quote, SWAT team of mages. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, Henry's eyes widened in surprise. He hadn't realized Malcolm was an off-worlder as well. All right. I'll try some things, Henry conceded. Just remember, if you hurt someone, there are plenty of healers here, Malcolm said. His supervisors started off with Jackson, off, and Jackson, well, that's Lieutenant Jackson, I don't even remember these characters, uh, turned as he walked away. Training field, five minutes. Ooh, and another drinking break. That was a short section. Yay. Mm. You know what, though? This, there, so there was a drinking break between the last two sections, but the perspective didn't change. It was always Henry the whole time. That's kind of weird. Was it Henry? Yeah, 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 because he was nervous about Margot and all that crap. Okay. Margot walked with Janie that afternoon back to their house, both done with their duties for the day. The sun had fallen low in the sky, and evening was fast approaching. Margot, you have to go, Janie pleaded. I don't, Margot started smiling. No, no, it's done. Oh, I added a no. No, it's done. You're coming with me, Janie asserted. You need to come out. You can't just stay in the house all the time. Margot sighed. Nobody wants me there. Oh, please get over yourself, Janie said, shoving her lightly. I need someone to walk me anyway. Why, are you scared? Margot asked, laughing finally. No, Janie said haughtily. I'll be drunk. <laughs> Fair enough, Margot said in resignation. Fair enough, Margot said in resignation. But I... Margot stopped when she heard a distant yell above her. Looking up, she saw a man in robes soar above her. Yes, we know it was above her. Jesus Christ. And Janie... Oh, soar above her and Janie, arms and legs flailing as he continued into the distance, becoming a speck in the sky. Humph, Margot hummed. What was that about? What's that about? Janie looked at the distant figure, now appearing to descend near the horizon. That's Henry, she said, looking away. Didn't look like him, Margot commented. No, I mean, Henry did that, she explained. One of his signature moves. I'd gather it really pisses people off, especially if you're the one flying through the air. That's impressive, I guess, Margot admitted. Henry's good, Janie said. Better than most, I'd say. Mmph, Margot shrugged. I really like using mmph. We should go back through and see if I spelled it the same every time. My guess is... Well, yes in this chapter. That's good. <laughs> Drinking break! Mmm. I am loving all the drinking breaks in this chapter. This is fantastic. Mm. I better not have to drive anywhere this afternoon. 
Henry walked along Sandhill's main road alone in the twilight. The handful of taverns and inns in the village were lit, although not much fanfare rose from them since it was a weekday evening. Henry had no idea where the others had decided to meet, but he decided to take a chance on the surly swine. Up, oh, callback! That's right, that was in Bringing Balance. Very exciting. <laughs> Opening the door to the tavern, Henry waited for his eyes to adjust to the bright gas lamps inside. Hmm, gas lamps? Uh, I guess. All right, gas lamps. I mean, that's science-y, isn't it? All right, all right. We'll, we'll stay with gas lamps. It's fine. Uh, he saw nobody he knew at the bar or tables near the entrance and decided to have a look further back. There was a reasonable crowd, but they seemed more laid back than he imagined they might. Walking past the bar, the room spread out further back. He spotted a table with four people he recognized, one considerably taller than the rest. As he approached, Janie recognized him and waved him over. Henry, she yelled, a drink in her left hand. Her face was flush, and Henry guessed he was a bit behind on the celebration. When he was close enough, she grabbed him and hugged him, squeezing his face into her chest. He awkwardly patted her back. That was an unexpected welcome, he said with a smirk. Janie looked down at her chest and shrugged. I knew you'd like it, she said. Henry looked down the table. Wow, that is some bad spacing. <laughs> the book has Henry looked down the table was all in one line, and the gaps are gargantuan. Yeah, that's kind of a fuck up. Seeing Margot, Pauline, Trevor, and to his mild surprise, Joe. Wow. Okay, so he reckoned it was a table with four people he recognized, but there were five at it. Because it was Janie, Margot, Pauline, Trevor, Joe. Wow. So does he not recognize... I guess Joe. He doesn't recognize Joe, right? He walked over to the last chair at the table and pulled it out. Before he sat, he asked, Do we have to order at the bar? Or is there a waitress? Everyone at the table stared at him blankly except Pauline. No waitress. You need to go to the bar, Pauline explained. I don't know. I didn't like that. Okay. So, in the world of magic, they don't have waitresses. <laughs> Looking around the table, she said, You don't know what a waitress is? Everyone indicated that they didn't. She sighed in exasperation. Anyone else need anything? Henry asked politely. Janie raised her half-filled glass of beer, pointing at it. Henry turned, shaking his head. All right, another drinking break. This is fun. Mm. Mm. If there's another drinking break, and I'm guessing there is, I need to go upstairs. All right. Margot sipped her beer as Trevor gossiped about his first week at the temple. First half week at the temple, excuse me. She was surprised to see Henry come. Her colleagues, who had mostly moved on to the next bar already. Oh, it must have been a lot of people going out. Okay, all right. Explained earlier that the fighting mages almost never socialized with any others, preferring to keep to themselves. Most of the others had agreed that it was based on some sort of feeling of superiority amongst the warriors. It didn't surprise Margot in the least. So another group, four this time, 
We're sent west to investigate, near the foothills of the Western Range, Trevor explained in a low voice. And now they've gone missing too. See, that was lower, low voice. Just disappeared, Joe said in surprise while Henry sat down next to him. Oh, so like no time has passed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Trevor nodded. Yes. So first, an entire village just goes missing. Now they seem to keep losing anyone they send out there. Wouldn't they send the army or something, Henry asked. When people looked looked down at him, he said, that's a thing, right? (laughs) Right, because they don't have waitresses. Trevor shrugged. I don't know why the magistrates haven't sent anyone. Maybe they have. Margot looked back down the table at Henry and caught him looking at her. He quickly turned away. She wasn't sure why he had been watching her, but she guessed magistrates had something to do with it. Frowning down at her drink, she wondered if he now knew about her brother and sister. Well, I mean, he does. She was there when Janie explained it. God damn it. Maybe, like... That they were powerful and could get him a job, you know what I mean? And I only know that, I guess, from Bringing Balance. Like, it hasn't been ex- has it been explained in this book? Ugh, I don't know. Why do you have to bring us all down tonight, Trevor? Janie asked loudly. Looking down the table, she asked Henry, Who'd you send flying through the air today? Henry smirked a little. Some guy, his name is John, maybe, or Peter, I don't know. Anyway, he was acting like an ass, so he's spending the ev- this evening walking back to the temple. What are you talking about, Pauline asked, looking from Henry to Janie. Henry kind of sent another mage flying a few miles through the air, Janie said. He tends to do that on occasion. Isn't that hard to do, Trevor asked. Henry shrugged and drank a gulp of beer. You just have to wait for them to make a mistake and whoosh! He pointed into the air and took another drink. And when you're an egotistical bastard, you'll mess up sooner or later. Was the lieutenant mad, Joe asked? Lieutenant Jackson. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think he generally likes me much, but no, he wasn't mad, Henry replied. So how was the first week? How has the first week been for everyone else, he asked, to nobody in particular. Looking around at his companions, his eyes wandered back to Margot, who now felt mildly awkward. God damn it. All right, so... Oh, well, okay, Margot feels awkward. Okay, that's good. Um, pretty all right, Margot responded first. She tried to think of any highlights, but failed. The food has been pretty good. Oh my, yes, Janie said, finishing her drink. Did anyone try the shepherd's pie last night? Oh, shout out to Laura, shepherd's pie. What's up? As the conversation moved to the sh- onto Shepherd's Pie, Margot glanced back down the table to Joe and Henry. The two were talking about something, but Henry caught her eye and smiled warmly. Margot smiled back briefly and looked away. She couldn't figure out what the warrior mage was up to. Drinking break! All right, this is the last drinking break. So through the magic of pausing, I am going to go upstairs, even though I think we're going to be able to tell that Jeff finished one glass already during this podcast. (laughs) Okay, we are back. Yes, and I have more whiskey. Yay! Mm. 
kind of meant to make a note before we moved on, so let me just do that real quick. Ooh, boop, 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 boop. Hmm. Okay. All right. You know, I mean, i got to come up with discussion questions. It's not like I'm going back through this chapter. Sorry about all the dead air, but... And deal with it. All right, here we go. Are we going to... I'm talking like me, sorry. Are we going to do this again on Friday, Henry asked the group as they walked out of Sandhill just prior to midnight. Janie, who held Henry's arm to stabilize herself, replied, Ugh, I can't. I'll be treating the green fever Friday and Saturday. I won't be here. I'm in, Trevor said. Joe nodded in agreement. Yeah, all right, Pauline said. Henry stared at Margot, walking slightly ahead of him. The alcohol in him caused his eyes to linger, taking in her slim build in oddly impeccable posture. Almost as if she sensed him, she turned to look at him. Softly and hopefully, he asked, You too? Maybe, she responded coolly. You have to come, Henry said, sounding almost desperate. Wouldn't be as fun without you. In his head, he knew he genuinely meant what he said. He really just wanted to be around her more and more for some inexplicable reason. She snort, snorted lightly. I'm, uh, snorted lightly. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm trying to do snorts. It, these are terrible sound effects. I apologize. <laughs> Maybe, is what she said. Maybe, glancing back at him, she saw him smiling widely at her. A smile cracked on her face. That looks like a yes, Henry cheered. Friday it is, and I won't be late this time. I get held up with picking up a book. Nerd, Janie said and burped, which I'm also not going to do on this podcast. <laughs> Drunk, Henry countered. Touche, Janie said. And that ends chapter six. Well, how about that chapter? I think the best feature of chapter six was that the freaking staff meeting was only implied. Am I right? We didn't have to sit through another meeting. Guess what, though? <laughs> There's more of those freaking coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, again, not much happened in this chapter, right? What, what did we do, huh? They had breakfast. Um, well, let's see. They went out for drinks. Henry sent somebody flying through the air with a signature move. I just did air quotes because I guess that's a signature move. I don't know. It seems kind of lame, don't you think? I, 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 we'll see more about that later, right? I, I guess. I mean, I think he did that. Did he do that and bring balance? Yes, yes, yes. He did do that and bring balance when they were at the uh, artifact or whatever the hell it was. I can't remember the name of it. Um, so I guess... We'll call that his signature move. It seems kind of stupid, though. I don't know. I mean, nothing really happened. Again, this book is so slow. You can see that Henry clearly... What do you want to say? It's like, uh... He's kind of obsessed with Margot. I mean, duh. And then, um... Yeah, Margot kind of doesn't have any interest in him whatsoever. You know? I think that's that. That's what we're getting out of this so far, right? <laughs> I 
<laughs> I, I bet everybody who was hoping for a lot of magic in a book is very disappointed right now. <laughs> All right. I don't know what else to say about this. God damn, this is dull. <laughs> it is so hard to talk about any of these chapters or to come up with these discussion questions that I have right now. Okay. Question one. I gotta look up where this occurred because I wrote it down while I was reading and uh, let's see here. You know, it has, yeah, big news has something to do with food. Do, 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 do. I think that's breakfast. Um, hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Um, maybe it's at the end of the chapter. Oh, here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right, all right. So, first question. So, uh, let me see. Janie points out that she really enjoys the shepherd's pie they had for dinner the previous night. So, my question is, what is your favorite type of savory pie? Now, there's obviously the easy ones. There's shepherd's pie. Um, there's something that you call shepherd's pie made with beef if you're a pretentious asshole, because it's not shepherd's pie unless it's lamb. And I don't know what that, rancher's pie, something like that. Who cares? Um, uh, chicken pot pie. I'm going to go chicken pot pie being my favorite, probably. I think I like that a little more than shepherd's pie. It's a little soupier. I think that's it. And, you know, it's got, like, real pie crust. I can only take so many potatoes, but, Yeah. I personally am a pot pie man, I think. But, uh, yeah, let me know. I don't like the, you know what, though? It has to be real pie crust. When it's that giant, poofy piece of, um, like, puff pastry, that's just dumb. Don't, just make a fucking pot pie. I don't know. Uh, I guess, like, uh, what, empanadas might count, right? That's a pot pie. That's a type of savory pie. Handheld, but delicious. Hot pockets might count, if you have a favorite hot pocket. Or... I'll even go so far as pizza rolls. I think that counts as a pie. <laughs> I don't know. Write in with your favorite pie. Okay. Let me see. Second question. Pauline points out that she's from Wisconsin. And she's a cheesehead, which means she likes the Green Bay Packers. So, question two is, do you hate Green Bay Packers fans? They are kind of obnoxious with all the cheese on their heads and dressing like idiots. But I give them a little leeway, right? They're from Wisconsin. Generally a nice people, I'd say, right? I don't know. I think it's nice that Green Bay has a football team still, I guess. Uh, or I believe the technical term is gridiron football for all my European listeners, which I would assume are many. But... uh yeah, Green Bay, it's like a town with like 100,000 people in it. And they got a freaking NFL franchise somehow. It's hilarious. But uh, I don't know much football. Like, I don't know what a linebacker is. <laughs> but what I do know is that Green Bay having a team is hilarious. And their fans dress like morons. So what's your opinion? Do you like Green Bay fans? I've had some interactions with them. They're all right, in my opinion. So write in. Let me know what you think. All right. Question three. This one's pretty easy. All right. Uh, Lieutenant Jackson was brought up in this chapter. I don't think he appeared in this chapter. So my question is, what's a lieutenant? 
Because I don't know. <laughs> I put it in the book, I guess, because I wanted a military position that didn't sound normal. So if you know what one is, write in. You could just Google it and send me a screenshot. That'd be fine, because I don't know, and I'm not going to look. Because I obviously didn't look when I was writing the book. It seems kind of... You know what? I probably went with Lieutenant instead of Lieutenant, because it's easier to spell. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what one is, but uh, he certainly is in the book a lot. Or at least mentioned, I guess. Yeah. See, see how hard it is to make discussion questions for this goddamn book? There's no freaking story so far, except that Henry likes Margot, Henry likes Margot, but nothing else is really happening. It's kind of frustrating. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm getting a little irritated with this so far. Hopefully, you know what, let's peek ahead to chapter 7 so I can uh, tell you if you should cancel the pod. I've probably already lost most of my listeners. Ooh. Okay, chapter 7. There's a little bit of excitement. Mm Hmm, this is exciting. All right, chapter 7 is going to be good. A little bit long, a little bit more happens. All right, tune in. You're going to like this one. A lot more than probably the staff meeting-centric chapters. <laughs> Not that there aren't more of those coming. <laughs> very, very good. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Um, I have some whiskey to finish before uh, I go ahead and start saving and editing and all that. Although I probably won't do that today. I don't know. And then i got to listen to this podcast. And that'll make me sleepy. Oh, so hard. Hmm. Mm. So, yeah, I hope everybody else is enjoying a drink, unless you're driving, while you listen to this delightful work of literature. But until next time, keep... Oh, wait, 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 what am I doing? Why am I checking out so early? So, if you want to answer these discussion questions, or tell me that this book is indeed super dull, you can go ahead and contact me on Twitter. I'm at Fortran Jeff, all one word. Uh, on Mastodon, I am JBA at mastodon.sdf.org. Or you can send me an email at JBA at sdf.org. Totally forgot to give you all that information. If you can't hear the letters SDF clearly, uh, why don't you head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com and they have links there so you can click on them and write to me, huh? How many times do you actually get to interact with one of your favorite authors. I mean, it's pretty exciting. You should really send in your comments and suggestions or anything like that. I'll even take new discussion questions if you want to. If you're reading along like ahead of the podcast, go ahead, send a discussion question in for chapter seven. That'd be great. But uh, all right, I did get it right this time. So why don't we try that outro again, right? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Until next time, keep on reading!